Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lieboff, and joining me, as always, is my friend, co-host, uh, NHL betting expert, Nick Martin. Nick, we always start the show with our favorite underdogs for the upcoming slate. That is Thursday, November 3rd. I'll let you go first, because you're going to bet the best team in hockey history, perhaps, as an underdog. As of right now, the Devils look like one of the best teams in history. We know it's not going to play out that way, but we're getting plus 140 to back them against an Edmonton side, which is still offering some flaws. They made us look bad the other night versus a Predators team that that just look horrible. But I think versus this Devils team, it could be a completely different story. The Devils have controlled play to the best rate in the league at this point. They're getting strong form throughout the lineup. We saw the fourth line dominate again. Third line looks great. Superstars are playing good, and the defensive core looks awesome. So I think if we can see this matchup, BB Tech Manichek versus Jack Campbell, that's ideal. And I would really be loving a price of plus 140 at that point. But with that said, even if it's Skinner versus Blackwood, it's still a great number. And I think we're going to see the Devils actually get the better of the play overall in this game. And assuming we don't see some, you know, five-point nights from McDavid and Dreisaitl, I like our chances a lot with them as an underdog. Yeah, I'll be with you on the Devils. Uh, I said the last episode, I'll be looking for spots to fade them because I think that they're going to be priced out of range, but the Oilers are also overrated. So this is actually a good spot to back them. And I think normally you want to back the Devils, or I do, when their goaltending disadvantage is going to be amplified. That won't be the case here. Both goaltending situations are a little suspect at best. The Seattle Kraken will be my underdog. They're plus uh, 160 right now, traveling to take on the Minnesota wild who they beat the Canadians. I, I took the wild on with the Canadians at plus two Oh five thought the Habs had every chance to be ahead in that game with a good first period. And when you, when you're an underdog at that price and you don't take those opportunities, you're likely going to lose. But I think this is a flawed team going against a surging one, the Kraken goaltending situation, not ideal. Joey Decord started the other night, but Mark Andre Fleury has, you know, he's not been able to save his way out of a paper bag yet. So I'm going to continue to fade this wild team. And, and I like getting this price on a Kraken team that I think is going to continue to pay off because they're just, they're playing much better than these odds imply. Yeah. The Kraken are playing way better in these odds imply. And it's not 
actually that's surprising when you look at the roster we've touched on it they don't have the high-end talents but they're deep they're really deep and they're getting you know some elite performances from guys like Bjorkstrand who's if you look at his underlying numbers he's been amazing so I think yeah you touched on all the points the gameplay is going to be closer than this number suggests and yeah it's great underdog all right so with those underdogs out of the way, we'll move on to the big board. 13 games on this Thursday night, November 3rd. Let's kick off with the Knights. They're minus 140, traveling to Ottawa. Take on the Senators, plus 120. The over-under here is six and a half. The Senators played one of the most absurd hockey games I've ever seen. Uh, I guess the Lightning the other night, they were getting badly outshot. Only lost 4-3 and had a chance to tie the game with one second left on a breakaway that came because Tampa missed an empty net, a sitter. So I think that game actually kind of summed up where the Sens are at too, right? Like they're, they've been a little bit of a mess. They're four and five. There's a lot of hype coming in, but their flaws are certainly showing. The Josh Norris injury is going to hurt because you're now looking at De- Derek Broussard playing a pretty advanced role for a player of his skill at this part of his career. I don't have anything here. I would sort of lean towards the Knights, but the price is a little little high, and I'm a little wary of, of just how much love is in the market for Vegas uh, right now. Yeah, the price looks a little high. I think for me, it's just a pass here. Vegas have been sharp, but I don't think we need to elaborate on this too much. Let's talk about the Boston Bruins. They're plus 120, taking on the New York Rangers, minus 140. The over-under is six. I was on the Penguins against the Bruins. That one went well. The Pens blew a 5-2 lead and lost in overtime to the Bruins, who outside of the Devils are the second best team in hockey history right now. Kind of like Vegas, I'm a little wary of just how much hype is in the market for Boston, but this is a good price against the Rangers team that looked has looked better. They dominated the Flyers. They took care of business against the Coyotes and played well against the Stars. Now, that's not really a murderer's row. So now they're going to take a pretty big step up in class here. And I like the way Boston matches up against them because we know what we're going to get out of Boston, right? They're not going to give you much room. That's what the Rangers thrive on, being able to transition and take advantage of mistakes, power plays, stuff like that. So the Bruins match up well, I think, with the Rangers betting against Igor. Not fun, but plus 120 on a team that is shot out of a cannon right now is is worth it for me. Yeah, I think Boston are excelling in pretty much every area. So they look awesome. For me, it's a bit of a pass because I'm still high on where the Rangers have been. But at the same time, at plus 120, I definitely see the logic. And I think by tomorrow, it's gonna we're going to see a lot of money coming on Boston. And, and that price will, will be probably closer to pick up by game time, I, I would think. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So anything, I would say anything above 115 on Boston is worth it. The New York Islanders, red hot, four in a row for the Isles. Season is saved. They're six and four on the season uh, after a really strange game against Chicago in which they won 3-1. Casey Zizekas got kicked out of that game three minutes in and kind of just threw everything off kilter. The Isles are even money underdog against the Blues, who are minus 120. The over-under here is six. The Blues are going in the opposite direction. I don't want to admit... I was wrong about the blues. I think that they should be better than they are. And right now it looks like I'll be wrong on them, but I'm just not ready to give up on them just yet. That said, they not only have they lost, you know, four or five in a row, whatever it's been, it's not been close, which is a little, little scary. So this looks like a pass for me. I think I would actually be closer to St. Louis, but they need to show me something first. Yeah. They haven't shown anything. That game the other night was pathetic. I was on the blues and it was honestly embarrassing. The one thing that's been most surprising, I think, is that the offense has looked a little stale. I know they did greatly outscore expectations last year, but when we just look at this offensive unit on paper, the talent is there, or it's hard for me to accept that it's not. So that's an area I do expect them to start excelling moving forward. 
but the flaws on the back end and, and in net have started to show and altogether this team's just look lethargic. They're, they're struggling all over. So for me, it's just a pass. I don't think the blues have shown enough for me to want to get involved with an Islanders team who look pretty sharp. Yeah. The Islanders are scoring at will right now. They lead the NHL in uh, five on five goals, which is a little bit surprising. Uh, one thing about St. Louis that's sticking out to me is if you look at their schedule and people made a big deal about the Islanders road trip last year, but it wasn't so much about the road trip, but about how herky jerky their schedule was. They, they'd play like a game. They'd have three games off. They'd play like a back-to-back then they'd have a week off. And that's what this, the blues are kind of been set up with. They, they had played like one game in the first week of the season. They play the Islanders on Thursday night and then they're off again until Monday. And this is like their only game in a seven day stretch. So they just haven't been able to get into any rhythm and, and the schedule might be playing a part in that as well. Just something to keep an eye on. All right, let's uh, move on now. We'll talk about the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, they are minus 150 against the Chicago Blackhawks, plus 130. The over-under here is six and a half. The Hawks were both impressive and non-impressive against the Islanders. I thought what was impressive was that they were very well organized in their own zone because they have to be. They don't really take many chances. They're not looking to fly the zone at all, create offense going the other way, perhaps outside of Kane and uh, Andreas at the CU. So when everyone else is kind of committed to the bit, inside you're going to struggle to just like break through that's just the nature of hockey that said like it's going to fall apart at some point they're missing alex Stalock now peter mrazic's out so it's going to be arvid soderblom who who looked pretty impressive against the islanders but you know what can we say that we know about him absolutely nothing so this king's team they should be able to score enough to, to create the separation needed to cover this minus 150 margin so i would lean towards los angeles on the road yeah, I lean towards Los Angeles too. And compared to when we, you know, faded the Hawks the other night, this one is more about LA than it is Chicago for me. Chicago are continuing to prove that they're going to be a little scrappier than we expected entering the season. But like you say, Soderblom, the Kings are going to have a rare goaltending edge in this contest. And that's a deep team. I expect them to control a lot more of the play. And I think there is enough value to bet it at minus 155 for sure. The Montreal Canadiens plus 170 on the road against Winnipeg minus 200. The over under here is six and a half. I think this is a good number on Montreal. Again, I'll be looking to play this team as bigger underdogs. The, the Jets are a little flawed. Connor Hellebuck has masked a lot of those flaws. They've played a tough schedule. I think the Jets, in terms of not just opponents, but the you know Rick Bonus being off the bench, the the kind of expectations that came in, the the, the weirdness of their off season, I would say more than anything. Like there was just a lot of external noise. They lose Nick Ehlers. So they fought through that and they've relied on their goalie, but you know, you have to do that sometimes and you, you do deserve credit for getting the results. That said, if Hellebuck wasn't playing out of his mind, like their record would look a lot different. So I think you're getting a good number on a Montreal team that, that can score. Like, you know, that they should be able to, to at least put a few past Hellebuck. So if they get adequate goaltending, uh, this could be a coin flip. Yeah, the Jets have not looked dominant enough for me at all to think that backing them at this kind of price is a good idea. I'll probably end up betting on Kyle Connor to score again, <laughs> maybe being a sucker, but I just can't resist it. He's getting such a silly amount of chances, and he he's not the kind of guy who should miss this many. So we'll see. In a favorable spot, depending on the price, that's a guy I'll probably look at. But yeah, I think you you hit it perfectly. The, the Jets don't really deserve to be this favored versus anyone in the league right now. Uh, the National Predators on the road, plus 145 against the Calgary Flames, minus 170, over under six and a half. We're kind of seeing this is around the range that Nashville closed against Edmonton, which I think is a little wonky because Calgary is, despite the records, I still have Calgary as a much better team than the Oilers. 
don't play many like favorite parlays in the NHL, but if that's something you're into or you're just looking for a piece, I don't mind Calgary as like an anchor, but in all likelihood, it's a pass for me. I just, this Predators team, as we thought is before the season, we we kind of went against the grain a little bit thinking that Nashville would struggle and looks good right now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yeah, that's actually exactly how I use them is as a parlay piece for tomorrow's slate. I think that... The, I'm actually a little less convinced on the flames as I have been right now. It feels like maybe they're scuffling a little bit, but like you say, we're always low on the predators and they've been, it's been ugly. I, I was really disappointed with their performance versus Edmonton the other night. Obviously that's going to happen to a lot of teams where you take some penalties and just get blown out of the building versus the Oilers. But I still just think they're not where I expected them to be at five on five. And yeah, I think it's a good spot to get in on the flames Moving forward, I think there's a couple interesting storylines to watch for the Flames. Huberto's looked pretty average to the point where it's starting to get concerning. The lines are kind of getting into some weird places. Lucic is up on the second unit. I don't know how that's going to work. So I think if the Flames were in a different place, I'd love them in this spot at this price. But for now, I think it's just one. I expect them to win, but I think there's a world where maybe it gets a little ugly and and the Flames surprise and uh, don't play their best. But with that said, the value's there, I think. Calgary's played one road game this whole season. So I also think, as I said about the Blues schedule, it's a little weird to start the season, like just playing home game, home game. Teams that generally like to go out on the road, kind of bond or whatever, especially when you got new guys to, to work into the, to the lineup. That game against the Kraken, Daryl Sutter, I'm, I can't imagine what he put his team through after blowing that lead. So uh, it could be a bounce back effort too if you're into those kind of things. The Ducks are plus 135 against the Vancouver Canucks on Thursday night. The Canucks minus 155. The over-under here is six. The Ducks are terrible. Can you trust the Canucks at this number, though? There's minus 155s out there now. I'm willing to trust the Canucks at that number because the Ducks are terrible. But um, as we've seen, the Ducks or the Canucks defensive core, is, it's a mess right now. I'm hoping that maybe the personnel usage is better in this game. All of Twitter was ablaze uh, for Tuesday's contest. The Jack Rathbone was coming out of the lineup and I'd say Twitter was proven right because the guys who got in there did not look good and not to pick on Ethan bear. I like him. I think he's got to be one of the guys who gets in moving forward, but yeah, I, I just think we are going to see the Canucks start to come to life a little bit still, especially if they play the right defenders on the back end. And this is a good spot for them to take advantage of a, a ducks team, which has just been terrible. Now we shift our focus to Mullet Arena, Arizona State University. The Arizona Coyotes, baby. They're one and two at home, but they're in the green. They're in the black after a win as a plus 250 underdog against the Florida Panthers, which to put it mildly, they stole. It was a smash and grab, even though they were at home. Still, like like I said, like this this team, I think you're just gonna get huge prices. You're gonna get weird stuff happening in that arena. That has been the basis of my coyotes at home bit uh, i'm sticking to it the dallas stars are minus 195 yotes plus 165 the over under here is six 
Part of the reason I like this is because Jake Oninger is hurt for Dallas. So, you know, we'll, we'll see Scott Wedgwood in a revenge spot most likely, or, you know, we could see their number three goalie if Pete DeBoer wants to get wonky. Nonetheless, I think it's just, you know, a good enough number. I think the Stars are kind of in that wild card team range. They're not elite. They're not bad. They're somewhere in the middle. So they'll scrap for a playoff spot. And going into this environment, just can't trust them at this number. So, uh, of course, I was always going to bet Coyotes at home, but I actually feel decent about this one. Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's a pass. I think I'm a, become a little higher on the stars than maybe you are. There, I think they're going to be a safe playoff bet at this point. Heiskanen is playing at a ridiculously high level if Ottinger comes back and is strong. And if anything, I think that's just kind of a comment on where the central division is at. Yeah. It looks like it could be even worse than we thought. So for me, that makes me you know, believe that the stars are maybe even closer to second in that division and, and should be safe. But I think a lot of nights moving forward, I will probably be lower on the stars than market. And I can definitely see how this is a reasonable time to back the Yotes at home again. Yeah. I'll quickly pause on that point about the central. Let's just run through real quick. The stars are top the division with 13 points in 10 games. Then it's Winnipeg at 11, Minnesota at 11, Chicago at 10, Colorado, nine, Arizona, seven, Nashville, seven, St. Louis, six, Dallas is the only team in this division, or Winnipeg too, but it's not like their play has been impressive, but Dallas is the only team in this division where you could say like the results are good and so is the process. We expect Colorado, of course, to put it together. They're going to Finland to play the Blue Jackets in, in another global series setup, so it might take a little bit longer. This kind of reminds me of the Lightning a few seasons ago. They started slow, then they went over to Europe, played a couple games, were around this record. They had drifted to like 12 to 1. The Avalanche are obviously not going to do that, but when the lightning came back, they, they got their stuff together. So it's almost like this trip to Europe will be like, all right, after that, like let's snap into it. But nonetheless, I would dive into this central division. And and if you like a long shot, not to win it, but like, you know, a, a Stanley cup future or something, a Western conference future, just attack this division. Cause it's been less than convincing so far, but that is just an aside. There's only three teams, by the way, in the division with positive goal differential avalanche jets and, stars the last game we'll talk about before we get the top shelf bets the florida panthers fresh off of their loss at mullet arena minus 220 in the shark tank plus 195 the over under here is six and a half the flawed florida panthers the florida panthers like it's sharks are nothing at this price obviously but it's the lack of offensive generation from san jose means that they just won't really take advantage of what florida's biggest issues are which is what you're looking for. So maybe if it gets a little longer, I'll be on San Jose. You know, it's, it's almost there, but I'm not thrilled about it. Yeah. I, I kind of like a bounce back from the Panthers. They're playing better defensively and I've been so hard on them this whole year. And obviously, you know, it looks like a reasonable take when they lose to Arizona, but they played really well. Mm-hmm. And I think offensively they're going to break through. They're going to control a ton of play in this spot. I think it's one, the price is long, but they're playing a really bad team. And I just, I think it could be a spot to get involved with them. So I think that's our only one where we're a little split today. So I'll yeah. take that. And I, I honestly don't even know if I'll get there on the sharks. Cause like you said, it's a, it's a, that's a, they're just not built to, to take advantage of what should be Florida's biggest issue. But like we said, last episode, like Paul Maurice does have them playing a much more defensively responsible game. All right, uh, with that, we'll move to Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, November the 3rd. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. I will go first. I like the Carolina Hurricanes. They're uh, plus 125 underdog right now in Tampa. 
would expect Carolina to take some number. I'll still like it, you know, anything you know, plus 110 or better. The Bolts are doing a good job of kind of treading water. They dominated the Senators, but I don't read too much into that effort. You know, I think they're just a better team and they're kind of suited to take advantage. But even with that domination, they only won by one goal. The depth, that's just telling me right now, the depth just isn't there for this team like we normally see out of uh, Tampa Bay. It, will it get there? Probably. They'll they'll make the right adjustments. They'll find the right personnel to, to fill out the squad as we get towards the business end of the season. But Carolina is just a much better team in the very moment. So even though they're on the road, I like the Hurricanes as an underdog. So that's my favorite bet. Carolina Hurricanes plus 125 against the Bolts. Yeah, I think Carolina has everything you want at this price. They're an elite defensive team. They've got a great goalie. They There's a quiet rivalry between these teams too, which maybe you could argue that makes it a better night than usual. The back Tampa, who are kind of lethargic early in the regular season. We've seen it three years in a row. But yeah, I think Carolina, perfect underdog spot. They're going to make the game close. They're going to make it tough. I think the under is definitely a reasonable play as well, considering it was set at six and a half. So I think that's another angle I like. But yeah, I definitely like Carolina as an underdog in this spot. Uh, and your favorite bet will take us to your favorite team. Yeah, so we're not quite going to say back the Capitals yet, but with what they've shown lately, I think the under at six and a half versus Detroit is a really strong play. The Wings have defended pretty well themselves. They've given up an 11 best expected goals against per 60. So that hasn't exactly been the problem, especially if they can get some reasonable goaltending. And right now the Caps aren't what they've been traditionally what we've you know kind of been used to seeing. They don't have a high-powered offense right now. They're really thin up front, and you could see the way they attacked the Carolina and Vegas games. They're looking to win closer, low-scoring games right now, and I just don't see how this one's set at 6.5 at close to even money. It should be 6, I think, and that we're getting a really good number. The Caps have two goalies that are absolutely rolling. It'll probably be Kemper in this spot, and I think if the Wings get a, re- a reasonable goaltending performance, there's definitely... I think a, a pretty good edge with the under on this game. One thing that led me to like the Capitals uh, before the season is that, yeah, they, ha- they have all these injuries they're dealing with, but they're not like a plan A or plan A team. Like this is a very adaptable team. They have a coach who will kind of adjust to what their strengths are at a given time, whether through injury or bad goaltending. We saw it last year when they needed to just kind of stay afloat given the circumstances and the standings and and their goaltending needed to find a way. So you can just trust them. This is a veteran team to not shoot themselves in the foot. So that kind of lends to your bet there that they're not going to want to get into a run and gun kind of situation with any team right now because they just don't have the horses. So the under does look good there. Um, No. And and yeah. And sorry to chime in with like a couple, I guess, two notes that I think are relevant here. Detroit, they've defended quite reasonably. They had the bad performance versus Buffalo, but I think it's a good spot for them to bounce back, and they're probably going to be looking to clean up a lot of those errors. And offensively, they don't have a ton of punch right now either. They're short some key players, and it's it's not like this is a roster the Caps can't keep under wraps. So, yeah, and then I think another, the last note, John Carlson remaining out of the lineup, that, that helps the under. This is an angle I've played just because he's such a, he moves the puck so well on the power play, and he helps them in that area, and he's obviously such an offensive producer but he's not good in his own zone. He, he lends himself to make a lot of high end mistakes. So I think just everything in this game, I'm not sure how it's set at six and a half. I think it should be six and, and yeah, I've got a lot, a lot of value with this price. All right. Uh, that wraps up this episode of line change, 13 games on the docket Thursday night. Our favorite bets are the Canes, the under and caps wings. Our underdogs are the Kraken and the devils. So that's a luck if you're playing, if you're fading, however you're doing it. 
but we wish you the best with all your bet hockey bets on Thursday, November 3rd, and we will see you again on Tuesday morning.